welcome to another episode of Aussie Techheads 468. I gotta look every week. I lose count. But hey, this is the last episode before Christmas and also the last episode before the new year. So last episode of the year, we won't be back until probably Oh, I think it's about the 7th of January, first Thursday night in uh, January. We'll probably uh, have a bit of a go, come around again. So uh, enjoy the last episode. Nothing too spectacular, no, no uh, you know, what's happened this year, compilations or anything like that, because they're just all, quite frankly, too hard to do. So if you want your own compilation, just uh, fast forward a couple of shows. Google it. From the last year, that's right. All right. Now, as you heard, we have got our hosts here again, and this week we've got well, this week again, it's uh, Eric and Shane. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? Hello, Glenn. How do you do? Good. Uh, thank you. And what's new with you? Uh, not a lot. Getting the kitchen still done, you know. It's all happening. Oh, it's it's uh, going to be finished uh, by Christmas? Yes, it will be. Your Christmas? Uh, we're in the final stages now. The bench top is in. Right. That went in the other day. Uh, tomorrow we have the electricians coming back to... Uh, switch everything back on and plug dishwashers and fridges and ovens in and microwaves and all that sort of stuff. Okay, right. And Did and on Saturday we have the cabinet maker coming in, coming in to do a few last bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. You got and any, on Monday uh, we have the tiler coming in. You got any smart appliances going in? Are they existing? No, or new? no, no, new. Yes, yeah, smart appliances. smart appliances. Not, no, I don't believe in that. No, no internet fridges. What do I want to turn my oven for on for on the way home from work? Well, get it ready. For what? Heating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, Shane. How are you going? Good, Glenn. Yourself? Yeah, good, thanks. News with you? Nah, same dog, driven leg. Still got heaps of free time at the moment on my hands. Been for a couple of more interviews that, you know, hopefully will pan out. Found out that I didn't get, you know, one of the other jobs that I was kind of putting my hopes on. So... Oh well, there's yeah. always uh, plenty more jobs in the in the ocean, plenty more fish in the sea, all that sort of stuff. You know, the, yeah. you know the drum. And uh, look, you you can just maintain. You know what was that? Was that stat? Eight out of ten people go to work just to pay for people on the dole. There you go. You can take pride in. Uh, I don't know. Did you, are you down in Centrelink? Yeah. No. All right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good stuff. All yeah. right. Let's hope not for long. Let's hope not for long. Okay. Let's uh, get on with the with some stuff this week but before we do it's all thanks to ATH web hosting that is Aussie Techheads web hosting yes we do do web hosting and if you're after web hosting just go to that web address and get some nice affordable economical web hosting and it's on servers based in Sydney which uh, why based in Sydney people ask me well they are ba- it is based in Sydney because it is the gateway to the world so not only will your website load faster in Australia, but also if if you do have customers overseas, well, it'll load say faster for them uh, being in Sydney than is if it was in Brisbane, because otherwise, if it was in Brisbane, it's got to go to Brisbane, Sydney, say LA, and that's right. So there you go. We think of everything down here at uh, ATH Web Hosting, don't we? All right. Uh, okay. First story. Talking about the internet and loading web pages, Optus has been fined for false NBN speed claims. So this has probably been going around for a little while. They Everyone reckons that they've got the faster stuff. But anyway, they've been fined $51,000 for misleading claims that its HFC network offered NBN-like speeds. Well, I don't know. I suppose it did to a certain degree. But the, the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission said that between January and August, Optus advertised plans offering download speeds of 30 down, 2 up megabits. <coughs> and that was comparable to NBN. Well... 
that's not really comparable to NBN. I think I, if it had been like Telstra, like hundred down and two and well, a half up. But isn't the NBN more? You know, if you're getting thirty, number one, I don't do thirty. It's forty is their minimum. I think isn't it or twenty five uh, for NBN? Yeah. Uh, well, I've got here ranges from fifty down, twenty up, and yeah. a, and a hundred. Well, that's the thing. See, two up is not NBN. Anything? No. No. I think that's where they got busted. The 30 down, you could probably go, yeah, okay, NBN does 30 as well. Mm. But if they, you know, when you're saying things like two megabits up and that's NBM, NBN-like speeds, well, it's clearly not true. No, that's right. So anyway, they've, they've been charged $51,000 for their trouble. Optus has agreed not to use the term NBN-like speeds in its advertising, and it's acknowledged that it may have contravened consumer law. Well, if... if well, it's a good chance if you got fined. That's right. Oh, yeah. consumer law. I guess what that means that actually. Head. <laughs> I guess what that sentence probably means is that they're not going to appeal it. Maybe they, they acknowledge they've done the wrong thing. Uh, they probably knew from the start they were doing the wrong thing. Probably been a bit tricky. Optus has agreed to refund customers. Now there's a turn up for the books. Uh, refund customers their startup fees and cancel their contracts at no cost if they purchase plans when the offer Under was that. advertised. Yes. Right. So in. Uh, just for your information, in 2011, Optus agreed to transfer its HFC network to NBN, $800 million. And I think we've, we've crossed, done with this story earlier on, but just for your information. However, NBN leaked documents revealed last month said that the network was in such a degraded state that the national network builder was considering replacing Optus's network for an additional $375 million. So This job. is why Optus's network is so bad for people that sign up to it. And they, we wouldn't have known how bad it actually was until NBN actually started looking at what they mm. bought and realised that, you know, it's probably rats nibbling away at their wires every five seconds. I thought with the, you know, how we're, we've got the Telstra cable, Eric, and uh, yes. there's the Optus cable. I thought, wasn't, were you saying at one stage that it's it's the limitation or it's a imposed limitation on the up speed? That we've mm-hmm. got, like it can be just tur- the knob. and down and download speed, but the knob can be turned. Well, yeah, metaphorically, yeah, yeah. So why would? But but the network, if see, if you've got pits that aren't maintained and the the the, the, the grain, the cable starts degrading as well. So regardless of the technology's there, but your pits, it's like having a beautiful Bentley car, but yeah. if you don't service it, it's going to fall apart, right? Mm. Mm. So it's not going to do naught to one hundred and four seconds. So is that saying that there's not enough money in? In broadband, like why wouldn't they? No, like, I don't know about that, that. I think there's probably not enough money. Uh, I think Optus spend more money on other things rather than you know it's it's how they allocate their funds, mm. their funding. You know, a lot of remember they're a par- they're a subsidiary of a parent company in Singapore, so a lot of their money they're probably thinking, well, you know, anything you make, we want it sent back to us. So maybe they're limited by their parent company as well. Because can you uh, can you obtain? You would be able to obtain the Optus. Uh, uh, cable mm. in an area where Telstra cable runs, or not? No, not necessarily. No, but but because they laid their own cable, you, they did overhead, wasn't it? Yeah, overhead. They didn't piggyback off the existing Telstra cable, like you know, like on ADSL, it's all Telstra's mm. copper wire. Yes. But everyone piggybacks of it in the exchange and pays them a fee. Well, yeah. they didn't for some reason. They didn't allow that with the with the Telstra cable, and Optus had to build their own overhead cable. So what I was sort of driving at, uh, where I was going, is like you know they're offering thirty up, uh, thirty down, two up. 
So would you, wouldn't you think that, hey, if it's just a matter of turning the knob, flicking the switch, you know, punching the dial, punching a keyboard, wouldn't you think that they go, okay, let's get the... Let's get one up on Yeah, we don't get fined for the ads. Well, look, it's probably, obviously, there's well, more to it than that. They've probably got to do a few back end modifications. They've probably got to write different software and upgrade all the modems to certain firmware and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. But it is, it's, uh, it's, it is possible to do it. Yeah. Well, ex- well, anyway, as we will see, when was it? I think next, not next year now, but the year after, 2017. Well, here on the Gold Coast, anyway. Well, and probably for you too in Sydney and anywhere on Telstra Cable, the uh, the HFC is coming, which is the hybrid the fiber hybrid coax, which I'm fine with that, mm. as long as they can give me a good up speed and they can, you know, if they bump my download speed down up up to 200, 300, and give my ups, upload mm. up to 50 or 100, I'm fine. Look, no issue. I think that the most of the problems that like you have with say what we do now, video conferencing or streaming, is up. Like we've got heaps of down, but yeah. we still seem to struggle every week with yeah. you know furry pictures here, furry pictures there, yeah. dropouts here, dropouts there, and it's probably just all to do with that up speed. Yeah, I don't like a furry picture. No, <laughs> no one likes a furry picture, especially at night. No. All right. Uh, okay, Shane. What uh, what have you got for us this week? Uh, I I had the same story as you, but I won't steal it from you. That's I'll right. let you do the Android one, and I'll just piggyback on top of that. You go your hardest. Uh, but what I will do is I will take the opportunity to have a bash at Apple. Uh, you go, go. Bill. You got all the same <laughs> stories as me. Huh? Sorry? You got all the same stories as me. Oh, they mine. You look at my stories. My stories must be the same then. Okay. I'm going to do this one anyway. Right, yeah, of, go it. No, I don't care. Go. Yeah, go ahead. MacKeeper discloses 13 million Mac user details with poor hash protection. Mac security software suite MacKeeper is recovering after a hack leaked millions of users' personal information. Chromtech, the software developer, confirmed that it had uh, received notice of the hack yesterday, which is obviously a few days ago now, discovering a hole in its security which was exposing customer usernames, email addresses, and other personal deep data for as much as 13 million users. According to... Sorry? Nasty. Yeah. It's not really really Apple, though. No, it's the... Apple software by a third party, but it's not really Apple per se. No, No, we'll blame them anyway. Yeah, yeah, not not, any, not indirectly either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, I'll keep going. According yeah. to Chromtech, the hole uh, was patched within a matter of hours after the security researcher Chris Vickery had published details of the error on Reddit over the weekend. Uh, the German developer assured customers that there was no evidence of the data had been accessed by um, malicious third parties. Anna, Anna, oh, I hate this word. Analysis of our data storage system showed only one individual gained access, which was the guy, um, the security researcher. The guy that hacked in the first place. Yeah. And um, they've been in communication with Chris, and he has not shared any of the data inappropriately, so he says. Good. Uh, Vickery, who had been unfamiliar with both MacKeeper and Comtech, explained that he had discovered the security fault by browsing the connected devices uh, search engine showdown.io. In a, in, this is in his words. In a moment of boredom, Vickery said that he randomly entered a search for port 27017, a default gateway uh, for the database management system 
MongoDB. Ooh, Mongo. And Mongo. the random search returned four separate IP addresses linked to Chromtech. These uh, offered public access to stores for customers' information without the need of username and password authentication. It's not clear how the whole came about, but Chromtech is yet to provide any comment or explaining the occurrence. Donald Trump will sort it out. Yeah, you sort it out. He's, Man or Muslims? <laughs> no, he's. Uh, did you see in one of the? I don't know. You, you see it on the TV. I don't know where it was from, but he was saying uh, about blocking the internet to to the. the he's an idiot. Whatever's. But uh, I can see the argument, uh, and uh, but it was just you know he goes, oh, we we got smarter people or something. We need our smart people to be smarter than their smart people <laughs> and all this sort of, all this well, sort look, of stuff. You don't need to ban anything. You just put them under surveillance. How easy is that these days? Yeah, but I mean... You know, if you suspect someone, you know, it doesn't matter what colour they are, you can put them under normal, everyday digital surveillance. It's not the, a big deal. But the thing is, you can't do nothing if they haven't done nothing. Well, if there's... So, well, you're allowed, to, you're allowed to have surveillance. Yeah, but it just... I, look, I, look, I can see merit in the idea. You cut it off. I don't know. Yeah, if if you off. suspect that they're about to do something, then you can cut them off. No, but... Like, you can ring up whole... and you can pretend you're Kevin from Calcutta <laughs> saying that... Oh, good I'm blaming. sorry, but uh, your internet connection is covering down for the next two weeks. <laughs> yes, that's until uh, Donald Trump has uh, given us the okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I can look, cut the whole country off. You know, stop them, stop them spreading their their little tentacles everywhere. What uh, country? Cut off the whole United States from the internet, so they no, have like an internal net. The east, the what? The the problem areas. You can't cut them off. Cut them off. Can't cut them off. It's uh, called freedom of speech. Oh. <laughs> They can say what they like. Who? As long as they don't kill me. No, what? The Syrians? Anyone. The radicals? No, the radicals can say what they like. Just don't kill anyone. I don't care what they say. Oh, yeah, that's right. But that's, that's, they're not, they're, they've gone further. They are killing people. Well, that's when you cut them off. Well, cut them off. That's right. For killing someone, not for saying that they're going to kill someone. But, but they are killing. Yeah, anyway. Uh, all right, let's, what have you got, Eric? Uh, this week, absolutely nothing. No, I got heaps. <laughs> You've got all my stories. Yeah, I have. That's why I got heaps. <laughs> all right, go. That's the first one I have. Hang on one second. Just scrolling down here, past your group certificate. <laughs> uh, I wish go. that was my group. Oh, look, I'll show you guys this group certificate I found later. While we're kind of filling in time, if we circle back to the Optus thing, if how, yes. with them sort of, um, you know, being fined fifty-one thousand and. And, you know, how we were kind of talking about where's their money going? It was like going into network maintenance. How much are they paying that dude to do their ads but he's sitting in the in his bathtub? Oh, Ricky Gervais? Yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. I think I, I heard it a million dollars for this year's ads. It's amazing, isn't it? Actually, speaking of Optus, hello, Optus. Don't cut me off now. I'm actually isolated this setup I've got here tonight directly just Optus. I was just using it as a, ba- a redundant connection. But now... It's just I'm oh. the only person on it. So how's it going? All right? Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. Drive store, cloud storage cut. Oh. Microsoft is giving back the 10 gig of free only storage it took away from you. What? That's really badly written. Who's that journo? We had him Get into him. I won't say anything. Um, you like him, do you? <laughs> Microsoft is giving back the 10 gig of free only, free only storage you took away from users last month. That's badly written. 
In a world where free online storage is pretty much taken for granted, Microsoft made a surprising move last... I think I'm not reading that right. Last... Last they, they, month? Am I cutting back words here? Uh, last month. Hang on. This stupid thing. Uh, last month of last month of scaling back. See, that's really... I don't know if that's me and my cut and paste was wrong, but that's, look, well, that's really bad. The unlimited cloud storage offered to Office 365 subscribers was wound back to a more manageable one terabyte. Meanwhile, the 15, uh, with the change set to take place next year, meanwhile, the 15 gig allowance for free accounts was slashed to five gig. Who's affected by this? Anybody? Uh, well, every, well, I think from what happens, everyone was affected. So it was, it was just across the board. Everyone, you now you've lost your 15 gig camera offerings. You lost your your five 15 gig storage. You're down to five gig or whatever. Because because so what is it? They're going to revert back to the original one, which was a free for all for everybody. Is that right? No. So after all the hubbubaloo that it caused, uh, users this is they've changed it to users who wish to keep their free storage. Okay. So now what will happen now that this? So Microsoft said it has introduced a new offer that allows. OneDrive users to keep their existing 15 gig of storage and the camera roll bonus. Okay, so right. if you're an existing customer... So if you've got heaps of photos, you're allowed to put up as many as you like. Yes, but you've got to do something. You can't. You don't just get it for, for being... for breathing. You've got to do something. So users who wish to keep their free storage must opt in at a special site and log in with their Microsoft account. Otherwise, capacity re- reductions will still go ahead in January. Ah, uh, sneaky. So there's there's the site. I did it. Yeah. Right. Now, I am an Office 365 subscriber. Yes. So I get the one terabyte, or is that going to be unlimited? New OneDrive users will be limited to five gig of storage with no, 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 no. No, no, but Office, but see, unlimited no cloud storage offered to Office 365 subscribers was wound back to one terabyte. Yeah, so Microsoft... Um, I'm an Office 365 subscriber. Yep, home, personal, and university subscribers. I think Microsoft... Uh, yeah, university subscribers, I think you're right. You'll keep your one terabyte. Right. One terabyte's quite a bit. Yeah, it won't do your movie collection like some people are doing. Yeah. But that, that's uh, that's taking the piss, isn't it? Really. Yeah, why? Yeah, it's that's take, really. You know, it's like the people that go to a buffet and gorge themselves because it's free. Well, no, it'd, it'd be more like more like you go to a buffet and you fill your suitcase up. Yeah, and then you walk <laughs> out. <laughs> and go, and just on the way out, so I'll, I'll just take a gas bottle. Would you mind? Hey, mate, how much for the buffet? Oh, 30 bucks, all you can eat. Yeah, sweet. Come on, fellas, get your bags out. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, oh. it's a bit silly, isn't it? I used to go down to Seagulls Members Club. And when that was going years ago, and there used yeah, to be, I remember seagulls. There used to be a, a dude in the members' lounge, and they used to bring out, you know, back then they went all out. They used to bring out peanuts, you know, and uh, little hot things every now and then, uh, you know, around the happy hour time. Yes. You mean like nibblies or hot things as in entertainment? Yeah, nibblies. Okay. Sometimes one and the same, but no, no, <laughs> That's just. Right. just Sometimes they're exactly the same. Things to eat. And, yeah, I used to watch this guy, one particular guy. He's just stuffed it in his pockets. I don't know what he did with it. Just stuffed it in his pockets. My notes. So what did you say to your father when you got home? I said, oh, I don't like that. Can you get something different next time? <laughs> <laughs> I said, get some chicken wings next time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you got all empty. And make sure you've got no fluff in your pockets because it sticks to it. That's right. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's the Microsoft thing. So look, there will be a link if you go to the show How notes. do you know how much... Actually, that's another question. How do you know what storage plan you're on? Well, I don't know. Because, well, when I went into... Well, after I went into OneDrive, after I opted in, it told me I had the 15 gig. So I guess if you log in, you don't have 15 gig, it'll say you got 5 gig. Right. So I guess that's how you tell. But if you yeah. go to the Aussie Tech Head show notes at uh, aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. Look for the show notes. You'll find them. They're there somewhere in the menu. You'll find them. Have a look around. And uh, there'll be, go to the show notes and you'll see this with the link to opt in and any other stories that uh, we're talking about tonight. Most of the time uh, we'll be there. I don't don't think I've got Shane's stories yet. Are you going to put them in the thing, Shane? Uh, Yeah. Do you want me to do them as I go or do you straight after the show or do you want me to? Oh, just do them straight after. All right. If you don't mind, and I'll, I'll sh- chuck them up there. Uh, yeah, so, all right, so that's the story. Microsoft OneDrive. Now, where, where am I going to go? Look, I've got, a, I've got a few. started out, I thought it's going to be a bit of a boring week, week before Christmas, but it turned out to be not too bad. Not too bad at all. Quite a, least, quite a few stories, actually. There was, t- as it turned out, yes. Yes, now, look, I've got one here. Oh, there's the picture. I thought I had a picture. Now, teachers are in line in Victoria for a $37, $37 million uh, refund. So apparently, teachers, teachers, school teachers. Oh. So, so apparently, what happened was that the Victorian Education Department said, "Okay, you know, we're going to. It is compulsory for the teacher to have a laptop. Now, you can rent that laptop from us." And the teachers, they go, "Well, no, you know, we've already got one, blah blah blah." But the government said, the Victorian government said, "You have to have this particular one. Uh, you cannot bring your own device." This is the one you had getting. This is the one you need to lease from us, and it was costing uh, somewhere from between four and seventeen dollars a fortnight. So anyway, the teachers, you know, didn't like this, and anyway, they took it to court, and they said, "Well, why do we have to pay? It's part of the job. Why don't you supply this? Blah blah blah. You know how it goes." Anyway, and they were successful. It was the department was found to be unlawful. Uh, last month, the federal court ruled that the scheme was illegal under the Fair Work Act, Fair Work Act, which prohibits employers from forcing staff to spend money on a specific product or service if it is unreasonable. I'd probably hinge on unreasonable, uh, but I would say where where I would agree with what happened was, you know, if you want to bring your own device, you've got a perfect device that would suit the occasion, why would you want to go and rent something else? So under, yeah. the, under the scheme, teachers were restricted from bringing in their own devices uh, and instead made to lease laptops from the department. So it was automatically taken out of the teacher's salary, which is, yeah, this, that's pretty harsh. That is very harsh, actually. The Victorian government today said it would not appeal the court's decision given laptops were an essential tool for teachers. It agreed to pay back $37 million to 46,000 of the uh, state's teachers. Now, the move has potential implications for other states across the country as New South Wales and Western Australia, Shane, have operated similar laptop leasing programs. Look out. So, so the only state that normally does dodgy stuff that doesn't appear to have done dodgy stuff this time is Queensland. Oh, we don't which do... Is a, which is a change. We don't do dodgy stuff up here. Never. Are you serious? Never. Yeah, right. Oh, hi, Siri. Yeah. Every time I say, are you serious, Siri, Siri pops up. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Oh. I'm always serious. There you go. <laughs> Did you hear it? Yeah, I yeah. saw that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Now, did you see that thing I posted? I'm not sure if I post on the on the Facebook page, 
which you can find at aussiefacebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech. It's every time you you typed in, uh, was it Lardass? It went to uh, spell Kardashian. check and it wanted to change it to Kardashian. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. <laughs> and so it should. So these funny little things every now and then, don't you? Uh, Shane, what else? Please. I have to continue our um, our foreign affairs thing, and um, our uh, and especially with the the China stories that we've been doing the last couple of weeks, I've got another one. The U.S. and China have reached their first ever cybercrime and cyber espionage agreement, but the details of uh, the de- but the de- the deal is quite. I've got your problem, Eric, <laughs> but the deal is quite. Well, general. speaking properly. Yeah, and how it will translate into action is still unclear. Leaders of both countries announced the deal in Washington on Friday after two top days of top-level talks, um, but both dodged questions about specific uh, hacking incidents or, um, or indictments last year in the US of five Chinese military hackers for cybercrimes. Um, we have, this is Obama talking, we have agreed that uh, either the US or the Chinese government will conduct or knowingly support cyber-enabled theft or intellectual property, including trade secrets or other confidential business information for commercial advantage, President Obama said at the White House. So basically they just have to say, we didn't know that, that it was going on, so therefore we're still okay. Do you think that that both sides would honour something like this? No. You really think... It's just diplomacy uh, and rubbish. Yeah, and and, I, and another thing that come from all these presidential debates, and Trump, uh, I think, is right again, where he says, "Why are we telling the the uh, the terrorists what we're doing?" Yeah, I heard what? that too, and he's right. He is right. He said, why, why? And today we are going to send five SAS people to specific town in Syria. Yeah. Because why? we're going to get them, and you get there, and they're all gone. I wonder why, because they knew you were coming, morons. <laughs> He's right. He's got look. He's, he's he, he common is, sense. He's, common sense. Look, he is far right, but he does talk a lot of common sense, and maybe that is, that's, that's where the, that's that's what they've got to realise that he is talking common sense, and, and they better start listening. I think he might be acting, if nothing else, he might be just like a big reset button, you know. Yes, and it's just got to, and, and maybe we need a reset button here as well. We just need a reset, bring it all yeah, back to get normality. Get people to wake up. I think. Yeah, maybe and like that's what it is. if you're going to send people over to fight someone, we don't tell them where they they're going to parachute into. Like, no. You know, I went and saw James Bond. He didn't tell people where he was going. No, he just no. got out his gun and shot him when he got there. Yeah. I went and saw that latest movie, Spectre. That was good. Yeah, don't know. Uh, no. Uh, Noah? Well, it, saw that movie too. Don't um, tell No, no. Um, what's a bloody word I'm Spoilers. No spoilers, please. Yeah, well, hurry up and go, there, go and watch it. You watch it at the yeah, cinemas or you're going to wait till Foxtel or whatever? Standard def- definition in Foxtel. <laughs> <laughs> they're crap. All right. Um, I'm going I'm to continue to finish this story. Oh, sorry. Yes, sorry, Sean. <laughs> uh, the deal also speaks uh, to improve cooperation between law enforcement in both countries or um, on cyber investigations. Chinese President Xi endorsed the deal and acknowledged that disagreements between the two countries over hacking were something to be avoided. The question now, and this is again Obama, the question now is, are words followed by actions? We will be watching carefully to make an assessment 
as to whether progress has been made in this area, Obama said. Uh, neither leader addressed the question about whether China would hand over hacking uh, suspects to the US. Last year's uh, indictment for the five accused military hackers illustrated that without an agreement um, on extradition, such, such moves were more symbolic than anything else. Yeah, symbolic. Yeah, Obama's an idiot and he just mm. talks a lot. That's all he does. Nothing yeah. ever happens under Nothing's him. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Well, I mean, he's, al- he's also on his, like, the, the home stretch of his, of his term. Sleep. So you'll, wa- you'll wake up next year. you go, oh, <laughs> well, I'm out of office. Eight years sleep. A child, give me the coffee. <laughs> I, I've just read the, or listened to the bit in the Google book where they were talking about their move into China and how much crap, for the want of a better word, they had to put up with in relation to um, filtering the search results and... That you know mm. they kind of didn't do it, then they half did it. Then as the the Olympics came and went, they thought, oh, the, you know, they thought that China would be more relaxed, you know, thinking that the spotlight's going to be on them. They yeah. show that you know the world that we're a nice country, but that was the opposite. During that period, they even tied it down even more. Yeah, and you know, eventually Google had to kind of you know back out, and I I think they were thinking about backing out, but eventually they just said, look, no, we're not doing any filtering anymore. Mm. Um, Something it's happened. Up to oh, that's right. They got hacked, and it was po- and it was um, pointed back to the Chinese government. And it wasn't just Google that got hacked at the time. It was you know about forty different organisations and and companies and whatnot. Yeah, they're only bringing in these these treaties or whatever because you know the people that do the hacking are just so damn good that they can hack. Like if America, uh, you know, tightened up their they they could you know, shut the gate and then no hackers could get in, they wouldn't even go anywhere near one of these treaties. Yeah, get stuffed. Try yeah, your hardest. Exactly. Build a wall. Ask Donald, yeah, build to, a wall. Ask Donald to build a firewall. <laughs> he likes building walls. He likes building walls. <laughs> he, does. Well. he does. Uh, oh, lucky you bought your Surface Pro, Eric. There's a shortage. Because it got a slagging, did it? No, there's a shortage. Oh, is there? Yes. <laughs> You're one of the lucky few. Is that because they're all getting repaired? No, no. The popularity of the Surface device has led to supply shortages for Australian resellers. Oh, mm, the Kim Surface... Cook won't want to hear that. <laughs> Surface... Well, they've only probably made 10 because, because to see how they go. Uh, the Surface Pro 4 is constrained for the Surface for the Surface authorised device resellers. JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman currently have limited availability of the Surface Pro 4. None of the Intel i7 models were available for immediate order from Harvey Norman, while only the 8 gig RAM i7 was available from JB Hi-Fi. Mm. Now, you got an i7, didn't you? Or an i5? No, i5. The new i5 one, I can't remember now. i5 something or other. The new Microsoft store in Sydney uh, last week was still taking orders on certain Surface Pro 4 models. With both the 128 and 256 gig, 6 gig i5 model as well as the entry level 128 gig. So the online store, Microsoft's online store, has all models except the 256 gig, oh God, the 256 gig core i7. Yeah, well, there you go, whatever. Yeah, so I've got the i5 8 gig RAM 256. And you're still loving SSD. it? Still liking it? Love it. Yeah, good. It's so fast. I don't believe how fast it is. Yeah, right. Well, you probably haven't, you know, put crap onto it. No, 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 no crap came with it too, which is good. Have you put any software onto it, or it's pretty much just a, a clean, clean it's very vanilla? Very clean. 
Yeah. Got Office software, you know, browsers. I've got Chrome. Yeah. Chrome, Firefox, um, Explorer. Um, you know, Office stuff, OneDrive's on it, um, Google Drive's on it. OneNote. Just, just OneNote's on it. Yeah, just, just the good stuff. Yeah. And uh, you got 2016 Office on there? Yes. Yeah, and is that any noticeable difference? A um, bit prettier, faster, prettier. Well, that's what makes the difference, isn't it? That's what makes yeah. you do the subscription. Do you, reckon, do you reckon it's got enough grunt to yeah, do a podcast, like record one? And oh, like God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's got more grunt mm. than the thing I'm on now. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's an i5. It's, uh, it's pretty I5, good. The, the SSD is lightning. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. lightning. Yeah, well, I've got uh, an SSD on my desktop, and I, I think I, I can boot up in... Oh, oh, I couldn't be seconds. on the, Yeah, I could be on the log on screen under twenty seconds easy. Probably faster. So yeah, it's really fast. And then if you go back to a mechanical drive, yeah, it does take a lot longer. It, it's 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 amazing how long it takes. So if you if you got a desktop machine, whack a SSD into it. Oh yeah. Something I did find out through the week though was um, you can't install Office two thousand and sixteen on a Mac if you're on an operating system before Capitan. Oh, is that right? Mm. I didn't know that because I'm on Capitan. So. Yes, well, uh, I went to ins- try to install it onto a, a machine through the week, and uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure what version OS it was, but it wasn't El Capitan because the update for El Capitan was there. And, and yeah, well, you go to install it, and it said, no, uh, 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 your operating right. system doesn't you, uh, support it. You have to up, uh, upgrade, which was free anyway, but... Who can wait around doing software app operating system upgrades? You know, who can do that? Hey, well, um, years. Have you got Windows Ten, Glenn? Yes. Did you notice? And I don't know if it was when you went to Windows Ten or when I went to Windows Ten, or whether it was when I did that November update. But when I shut my machine down now, and it happens on both this machine and my laptop, the machine kind of shuts down. But then. It kind of starts up again and then shuts down again, but it doesn't fully start up where the monitors come back on. Oh. It's almost like the, the fans kind of rev up again and then it shuts down properly. Yeah, right. Doesn't maybe, happen to you, obviously. Maybe just f- fighting death. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. No, it doesn't happen to me. Well, mine, I don't turn mine off. Mine, oh, okay. I don't know what happens when it goes to sleep after five hours, but uh, but my I, yeah, I don't turn mine off. Mine's twenty four seven. Does uh, right. I don't know. It's too much hassle to turn them on, you know. Turn them off, turn them on. Too much hassle. What's well, your computer? Yeah. No, I don't turn them off ever. No, I don't. Well, I suppose like, like another reason why I don't is you know if I'm on my laptop upstairs or something, it will sometimes I might want to access this machine down here, and I can just. Go for go go for gold. Uh, there's two two schools of thought, I suppose. Locking your, uh, closing down your machine, you know, power save, yes. Uh, but then what about the uh, the you shorten the life of the components? Is the other side of the story, you know, power if you're shutting down, turning on the machines, receiving a burst of power. Yeah, you're constantly too. You're always got moving parts clunk, cranking up. Cranking yeah, down. you know, so that's a that's a that's a thing. But uh, moving on to something something quite interesting. Facebook enters transport business with Uber. So now this isn't in Australia yet, but I tell you, Uber is not going away, is it? Because well, they were made legal as of midnight tonight in New South Wales. Yes, I've got. You, well, you can do that story in a sec. Then no, uh, you can do it. The new service means messenger users will be able to ask for an Uber vehicle without leaving the Facebook 
app or software or wherever you are. So uh, that's just too easy. Users will not need to download the Uber app separately. Uber on Messenger began in parts of the US this week. The company's announced their new venture via separate blogs. Facebook has 1.5 billion users globally, and Uber is the world's biggest driver-hailing app in terms of financing. Facebook Messenger has some 700 million users worldwide. So that mean, what's that mean? It means only, say, around half of the Facebook users have Messenger. I find that hard to believe. Don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, maybe they haven't, just haven't installed it. Yeah, but well, so they don't, they're all the fake ones. Uber was founded six years ago. It has a, it is operating in about sixty countries. Just for your little stats. Now, as Eric said, Uber is now legal in New South Wales. As of midnight tonight. Yeah, midnight Thursday night. So they're they're going for the the Star Wars last night. Uber tonight. Ah, oh, it's yeah. all it's all happening. More than fifty taxi and car hire regulations have been repealed immediately. Yeah, uh, taxis. You reckon so? Taxis are going to lose a lot of money. They're going to be compensated. Apparently, I don't know all the details yet. Well, the, they reckon there's about five thousand eight hundred perpetual plate owners, and they'll be given a twenty thousand dollar flat fee for the plate ownership. I thought they were like well, hundreds I, of thousands. And they're worth more than that. Um, what's it say here? It is widely expected in a, in a widely expected position. New South Wales cabinet signed off on legalising blah 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 and putting in place a compensation package which in, includes payments to, of 20000 to owners of taxi, lay, of taxi license plates in perpetuity. The one-off payment will be capped at a maximum of $40,000 for owners of multiple plates. So 20000 per... It's really not a lot when they paid 300000 for some of these plates. I know, plates. I know. It's a bit of a slap in the face, really, isn't it? Yes, yes. It is... Look, you could... Look, that's like that's a big loss. I wonder would that that be a tax write off though, wouldn't it? You'd write that asset down or something. Capital loss. Yeah. So like not not a deductible loss. So does a capital loss that's only for one year, or can you spread? No, that? no, you can carry forward capital losses. Okay, so like they might not be if if they're written down three hundred grand, they might not pay tax for a couple of years then. No, no, it's not a, not a, it's not a not an income loss. It's a capital loss, which means it can only be offset against. You know things like investment in investment uh, gains, gains. Yeah, like capital oh, gains right. or investments. Right, right. So if you sold the property and you made a gain, you can offset your taxi loss off that. Right. Yeah, well, that's well, that's hard. What would you? Which is, which is even worse. That's a real slap in the face. Look, mm. The tax office might give them a bit of a a one year holiday on that and say, oh look, you know, we know it's a capital loss, but because you got screwed, um, make it a deductible loss and maybe you won't have to pay income tax for the next five years. So these plates, these are the things that did cost three hundred grand. Yeah. And now they they're just getting twenty thousand. Someone's saying, Oh yeah, you're not gonna do your favour, mate. Twenty grand how's that? Well, yeah, piss off. <laughs> so who got the three hundred? Like originally so the government sold the original plate. Well this is the thing, I don't know how much of that the government gets or I don't know how much of that the the like the taxi cooperative if there mm. is such a thing gets this is the thing. So, look, I think there's going to be some hoo-ha out of this that we haven't heard from the taxi industry yet on this. And I think the government are going to get sued. Uh, they're going to up the price of what they give them, guarantee. There's no way they're going to get away with just paying someone $20,000. Well, you wouldn't think so. But, is, but was there any compulsion? But there's no compulsion for the, for, for the, to be a monopoly. There's no, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, why should the taxis have a monopoly? There's no, there's nothing to say that, 
Well, no, they didn't have a they didn't have a strict monopoly. They had lots of different taxi companies in the taxi industry. Yeah, but the service but they were the only uh, transport available. Uh, you didn't have an alternative mm. to taxis, I suppose. There is a it was a vir- virtual or uh, vertical competition. So you had you know ABC cabs or you know silver service cabs. You know, so you had vertical competition, but they didn't have horizontal competition. They weren't up against other taxi industry players. Mm. So, so sort of like a, it's sort of like a monopoly, but isn't. The legalization of the controversial cab service Uber will mean traditional taxis will still have the exclusive right to pick up passengers from ranks and off the street. That's what, what, and we'll have exclusive access to Sydney Airport. My question yep. is, you get you ring up an Uber, how the hell are they going to know who it's Uber? Oh, mate, can come right up to the front door of the airport. How do they know? They won't know it's Uber. That's they'll right. think, oh, you There's might want mate. you to pick me up. And yeah. today, she's not looking as good as she was the other day. <laughs> and she looks completely different. Well, you know, that's how some got, people I've got five wives. Yeah. And next week, it'll be a bloke. And you think, oh, it's still my wife. <laughs> But no one's going to know. Why? No, that's right. No one's going to know. That's ridiculous. That's... Unless, unless if you're an Uber driver, you've got to display like a sign or something on a, your window. A tattoo on your forehead. Yeah. Saying that you're an Uber scab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Uber drivers will now have to pay a license fee uh, and undergo criminal checks. Well, they do that anyway. Criminal Fair checks. Enough. A license fee. I don't know about a license fee, but they have to no, do that's not. That's fine. No, yeah. license fee's okay because, you know... You're, you're mm-hmm. in the business of carting passengers around and you should pay a licence fee and be insured and have your cars checked under the same conditions. that We were saying this a few weeks ago. Mm. I've got no issue with Uber, but they've got to be on the same conditions as the taxi drivers. Yes. Well, the, yes. And as well as, the, as regularly get their cars checked for safety, the changes mean $30 million reduction in regulatory costs for the industry. So, look, competition's good for the soul. Like, I'm not a taxi driver. Or I, don't, I don't think I'd so, like to be a taxi driver. No, but um, I, I don't feel I don't feel bad for the taxi industry. Well, not the industry because the guy that owns the mm. taxi monopoly, the, the plate here, Redcoat. Um, I don't really feel sorry for him. I feel for those, you know, those poor bastards who are just trying to make a living who pull all that money into plates. Mm. Well, I guess you know they can move on. They can. Well, taxis have been uh, scooting around as Ubers anyway, haven't they? they I got, don't know. I think I they, don't know. Well, that you'd be stupid not to. You download the app. And you might, as well, might as well go on an Uber drive. If if no. Well, one, I don't know uh, if you're allowed to pick up uh, an Uber passenger if you've got a taxi with a big sign at the top that says taxi. <laughs> why not? Well, I don't know. I don't know the rules on that. Yeah, I can't see what the problem would be. None at all. Anyway, good. All it's right. Not, well, I know one thing. The fares are going to drop. That's for sure. That's all I'm interested in. I'm going to home brew tasting tomorrow. Are you? This changes subject totally. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, In yeah. someone's home? No, no, at, at a home brew shop. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm looking at, is it going to weigh up the cost, the ins and outs? Uh, may may get a kegerator. We'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, try and don't put together your studio while you've had a few kegerators. That's all I can say. <laughs> oh, look, that's, I do some of my best work after a kegerator. Now... All right, Shane, have you got any uh, stories from yeah. out west? Yeah, I've, I've actually put my stories into the show notes. Oh, good. I can follow on. Um, so the, the segue between the Uber thing and your, and your brewery thing is that you might need an Uber driver to pick you up tomorrow. Is that what you're saying? 
Well, girl, I'm going to give it a shot. That's exactly where I was going with that. I'm going to Uber myself home tomorrow night. You're going to get yourself so wasted you've got no choice but to call Uber, and you'll probably end up calling Tinder instead. <laughs> well, you're so smashed. You never know your luck in Varsity Lakes. Yes, <laughs> Shane. All right, so multiple U.S. airlines ban hoverboards because they keep catching fire. The three largest airlines in America, American, Delta and United, put hoverboards on the no-fly list last uh, this week. The decision came after multiple reports of the gadgets uh, bursting in flames without warning, and obviously um, you can't have that on a plane. Uh, in addition to these three, both JetBlue and British Airways have uh, banned people from bringing hoverboards on the plane as well. Well, they, they blew up in the plane, like when they're not being used. No, there's been reports of them just catching fire, just not in con- connection with flying on planes, but obviously they're preventing that from happening by saying, OK, these devices, for whatever reason, have a bad habit of catching fire. So we don't want them on our plane. Yeah. yeah, but while they're not being used, like they're sitting in the cupboard. Poof. Yeah, yes, yeah, the batteries apparently. Mm. From what I understand. Oh, ban them, ban them. They're, I mean, these hoverboards are, and it's the same there. And you get good ones, and you get the cheapy ones, and it appears to be that. And you the, get the few that you get the replicas that are made in a country that we won't say. Yeah. That are half the price, and they end up catching on fire and killing you. Yeah, yeah, they make batteries out of bloody sandwich bags. Um, anywho, <laughs> uh, this week, uh, Overstock.com announced that uh, that would be no longer selling hoverboards due to the safety risks. On Thursday, the US Consumer Safety Protection Commission uh, told somebody, I can't read my own writing, uh, oh, told Gizmodo that um, it has 10 active fire investigations in nine different states. Sadly, a hoverboard-related death was also reported this week. Uh, in London, a 15-year-old boy was struck by a bus while riding a hoverboard. Mm. Oh, well, uh, see, this is it. You know, to put that in the Darwin Awards. Yeah. Well, how, you know, how dumb are you? You go around, oh, yeah, I'm going to ride in the middle of London. Yeah, it's not busy in London at all. <laughs> oh, no, no buses there. My God. But Why would you do that? They're not actually hoverboards. They've got wheels, haven't they? They've got wheels, yeah, but they look like hoverboards with two wheels, that's all. Yeah, yeah right. well, that's the last point in the story was not sure why they are even called hoverboards. You've seen that new craze on the internet, on the Facebook, people setting themselves alight. How stupid is that? It's crazy. It's crazy. Are people stupid? Well, you know what? The planet is, is um, the, the planet's population is growing at an exponential rate. And the more morons there are doing stuff like that, the better for the other people that will remain here, I reckon. So keep it up. And the other craze I, I heard about this week was uh, nutscaping. Have you heard of nutscaping? <laughs> it's not like it's not a it's not a it's not a like a breakfast spread, is it? No, we're not talking walnuts or anything. <laughs> no. Have you heard of it, Shane? No, I, no, I have not. No, haven't partaken. Well, I won't have a picture because I won't do no. any pictures, <laughs> but. You take a picture, and I'm not even sure how you do this yourself. I reckon you've got to have an accomplice. But you take a picture, and in the top of the picture, there's a little blurry, like you've got your finger over the lens type thing. Right, right. But it's... it's so, a, so you're adding a mystery to the to the nutscaping. No, well, it's a, it's a nut. So <laughs> you'll have to Google it. I don't know if no, I, want, I, will not Google I want to go into it any further. 
Hello, viewers uh, and listeners. I'm glad you're enjoying our technology podcast. I'm oh, just bringing everyone up to speed on the latest crazes. Latest social media craze. Okay, it's related. Let's tie it in that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have you finished your hoverboard, Shane? Have. You just Googled a picture, didn't you? No, I don't want to see any pictures. <laughs> but, uh, all right, let's uh, let's let me go back up the top here, up to the good stories. Now, uh, where are we? Here we noisy go. mouse. It is noisy. Oh, it was playing up through the week. But you know, when things play up, like I tried to highlight stuff or whatever, and it like it loses the the click halfway through. So then it de-highlights, and it only gets the second half. And I was doing it for a fair while. You know, you just get so annoyed after putting up with it for so long. My connection just dropped, everyone. Oh, it's dropped it now. He, how did he say that? How did he say that? Be- <laughs> after it dropped. <laughs> yeah, that's cray-cray. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to have to see if we can get Eric back now. No? Oh, no. Let's see what's happened. Um... Because he switched to that Optus service, he's gone. That must have been. Hold on, while we're trying to get the call back. Oh my god! Oh, right, well, what are we going to talk about? Maybe he's jumped out to to do a nutscape. <laughs> <laughs> might post that up on the internet later on. <laughs> Let, let's. Yeah, well, let, while he's not here to defend himself, just let this Ruben do him. There he what comes. Happen, what happened there? How, how fu- funny was that? You go, oh your connect, oh you go, oh my connection just dropped, and then it dropped. So we, we got you oh, saying so you heard that you heard me say that yeah and then it yeah. dropped. That was really That's weird. really bizarre. It is. So Look. if you can just do that with the lotto numbers before they come out, we'll be right. Yeah, that'll be great. I'll be on the, on fire. Now, um, with what you might have just popped out to do a nutscape. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Now where's the show notes? Oh, Netflix. They're gonna they're, they're re-encoding everything. To make everything, I don't know, leaner, meaner. And uh, for people with low bandwidth or, you know, not to use as much bandwidth. I've got a, Nets, I've got a Netflix tip too, by the way, when you finish that story. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, we'll go with this. Uh, and I, ha- I have a question, but it might get answered in the story, so I'll two, shut up. Since 2011, members of Netflix video algorithm team have been working to revamp the encoding technology. So what's that? Four years. Nearly five years they've been working on it. Well... Let's hope that they've done something good, which currently selects a certain bitrate for all titles based on the internet connection available. Mm. So what that's saying is that no matter what you watch, whether it just be a blank coloured wall, you would still be uh, encoded at the same bitrate as a game of footy, say, if footy was a movie. Mm. So what they've done, they've the, the team over the last five years, they've got their heads together, they've... You know, clunked a few glasses of beer and gone out on a few night outs and they've come up with a new algorithm that will see Netflix running analysis on each individual title to determine how it should be encoded based on its complexity. So on its blog, Netflix wrote, Imagine having very involved action scenes that need more bits to encapsulate the information versus unchanging landscape scenes or animation that need less. Under the previous encoding method, low bandwidth conditions could have seen an animation like Bojack Horseman. That sounds like a great movie. Playing in the same quality as something complex like House of Cards, streaming in 1080p. Now, 
I don't know why someone rings me every week while the show was on, but let me just probably, turn it's that Probably side. Uh, Optus or someone else you've slagged off. <laughs> now, okay, so I think we get the picture. They're re-encoding everything. Uh, so it's going to look and see what's in what's what's in a variable bit rate rather than a constant bit rate. Let's put it that way. Yes, I like that. What's so your, I have a yes, your question and then Eric's tip. All right, so two questions. Um, so does that imply that the bit rate will change throughout the movie depending on what the scenery is doing, what the scene's doing? The yeah, so a fast action scene might get a better resolution so there's no blurring. Maybe that's what they're thinking. The new approach will see streaming giant running analysis on each individual title to determine how it should be encoded based on its complexity. Yeah, look, maybe. It doesn't really say that it, it is going to be a variable throughout the actual title, does it? It still might be a constant, but it's maybe it's going to be a lower based bit on the rate. Con, yeah, based on the... If, it's, if there's one action scene in there where there's a whole bunch of explosions... Mm. And the rest of it is tranquil water. They'll pro- they'll encode it to match the explosion. The explosion. Okay. Yeah, but if uh, and vice versa. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if I don't know, there's a movie of Kenny Rogers, and everyone falls asleep. Well, then <laughs> they're going to encode it probably at one bit right. rate. <laughs> one it'll bit. Be, per it'll, be, uh, it'll be it'll um, be like a pixelated fuzz. Because no one's watching. No. This is fuzz beard. You couldn't tell with all the plastic surgery the guy's had anyway. He doesn't even look like Kenny Rogers anymore, does he? He looks like a doll of Kenny Rogers. <laughs> hey, he looks like... He looks like Don't someone. you reckon? He looks like a doll of Kenny Rogers. He looks like a candle. Or something. I went a to... A candle? Uh, a candle. I went to Ripley's, believe it or not, last week. And? Oh, I don't and, believe it. No. <laughs> and there's a guy, well, apparently, who had a candle in his head. And he, oh, he, God, he, I thought, I'm glad you said head. He cut, he cut a little hole in his head, stuck a candle in and melted it around, melted the wax around, and he went around town with a candle in his head. Well, obviously that was a bit of his head where he had no brain. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I believe that one or not. But, yeah, it was all right, I suppose. It was quite boring, really. <laughs> it was all right. Uh, what was your tip for Netflix, Eric? Uh I don't know how legal this tip is, just what I heard. And I will not confirm nor deny whether or not I've tried this. But if you download um, Hotspot Shield, there is a free version which allows you to VPN um, mask your geo, what do you call it? Your IP address, yeah. IP address. And so you can pick that you're either from Australia or Great Britain or America. I think they're the three ones you get for free. And and if you then put that on and then you go into Netflix and you say you pick the United States, you will get the United States content. Right. Even even though you have an Australian account. Right. Well, there you go. You know, it's a little bit slower. Um, They've got pretty good... um, It doesn't buffer. No, they've got a pretty good encoding on there that it, it senses your speed and it'll give you the best possible f- feed for your speed. And it's still pretty good. The feed uh, And there's speed. no buffering, ever. Never any buffering. Hmm. Uh, so you give pause it, or stop or anything. You've tried it? Uh, I may or may have not. Hmm. Okay. You may have seen it being done. I may have seen it being done. Now, and, uh, is yeah, it... So, so, for example, I'll log into the Australian site and you'll see... 
all the Australian stuff. You think, oh yeah, I've seen that, seen that, seen that. It hasn't nothing new's come on for ages. Then you might flick it onto United States on your hotspot, and then you just flick your refresh button on your browser, and suddenly, U.S. content. Right, and is it, is it is it worth? Is the U.S. content a lot uh, better? They have probably five times more. Right. Okay. How's uh, Presto? I see if you're a member of QuickFlix, I think you, you can get another three months free with Presto. So that, Really? So ClickFlix don't want to protect their business? Because uh, they're giving away free Presto. That doesn't make any sense. Unless Presto has bought them. Why would you, why would you want to protect a DVD postal delivery service? Well, it'd be like, it'd be like me saying, you know what, if you stay with me, I'm a restaurant, Right, I'm Macca's. Mm. If you come with me once this month, I'll give you food vouchers for KFC. Mm. Right, it's just bastardising your own business. I suspect that Presto has got an investment in QuickFlix, which any way you would do it. And I'd say that QuickFlix is Presto has probably bought like the database or something. Yeah, that's right. Customer database, Uh, probably, and them probably as well. Mm. Now, I, I did the well. I didn't do it. I watched it being done. Yes. That you flick it onto the Great Britain one, and they've got all the Great Britain stuff. Doctor Who, Glenn. Ooh, nice. Because mm. I don't think that, is that that's and not all on the English sitcoms, Black Adder, all those things that everyone loves. Is that not on Are the Australian version? Are you being yeah? But you can watch you, but you at least you can pick. You can have a like a binge fest. And go right. I'm going to watch a season of that. You don't have to wait for it. On demand. So this obviously is like a, a plug-in to your browser by the sound of it, this hotspot no, thing a, you're it's, talking about. It's software. It runs in the background. It's not a plug-in. Oh, okay. Because I use something similar uh, in, as a Chrome browser for research purposes. And, um, yeah, and yeah that it works me. in a similar fashion. Yeah, but obviously it only works within Chrome and only on either like a laptop or a desktop. Is anyone, can anyone recommend something that's free or pretty close to free that works on a mobile device? Yeah, Hotspot Shield. Oh, okay. Same thing I was talking about. I bought the full version because you get no ads or pop-ups, which is really annoying, but it's 30 bucks a year, big deal. And it allows you to, works on a Mac, PC, and your iPhone. So, for example, when we were in um, Singapore, I couldn't watch Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. I had my phone with me. Mm-hmm. Couldn't watch Netflix because you're in Singapore. It's geo-blocked. Yes, so I yes. just put it on that I was in Australia and Bob's wow. your uncle watching Netflix. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think it, they they should just drop this whole region thing. Oh, think, let's not right. start that, Glenn. You and your bloody just <laughs> give it for free. No, right. I don't think for free. I'm just saying, just drop this region business. You know, like what what Netflix just never going to happen. No, I understand why. I, I can see the side that other side of the argument, but what about Australia's big banks? This is, you don't. But see, the thing is, you don't have to get them to drop the region thing. Just get Hotspot Shield for thirty bucks a year. Yeah, but it's not the right way to do it. Yes, it is. Australian banks sign up to Android Pay. So, yeah. Mm, ANZ, Westpac, ING, Macquarie, St George. Bank of Melbourne, Bank of South Australia, and Bendigo Bank will all support Android payment services. So that means that the, the banks want their systems to get hacked, do they? Well, By no. putting on Android 
software oh, close oh. to their terminals. Not a good idea. Oh, look, it's... Uh, It'll be all right. I don't know. I don't trust anything Android does. Too many bugs and glitches. <laughs> At launch, well, it'll be probably a real tight, tightened up uh, version of it. At launch, Android Pay will support MasterCard, Visa Card and debit cards, uh, Google said in a blog post. The company is currently working with FPOS. Now, the exclusion, notable exclusions, the CBA and the NAB. CBA already provides a market-leading mobile wallet experience through ComBank app. And NAB is not listed as initial Android partner. It has declined to comment. Um, they're not an Apple partner either, so they're just out there swinging in the breeze by themselves. Yeah, nutscaping in the breeze. Yeah. So negotiations have been underway since the payment service was announced last year, but the banks are holding back over the cut of but banks are holding back over the cut of transaction fees Apple is pushing for. So here we go. Yeah, I bet what is it, thirty percent? God they're, they're yeah, just, they're just highway robbers. It is understood Apple wants around fifteen cents of the eighty three cents interchange fee. So that's would be I'll tell you. 30, that, that'd be 50%, that'd be close to, t- to 20%, 20, yeah. 20%, yeah. 18 to 20%. Yeah. So so Apple wants, say, 20% of the interchange fee uh, that banks get for every $100 worth of transactions they process on Visa. So if, so if I process something on Visa for 100 bucks, right, I get charged 1.5% yeah. of, of which 83 cents of that, or 80, whatever that is. Well, 83 cents if, is the interchange. For every dollar. Right, yes, it goes to every hundred dollars, and the Visa keep the rest. But now Apple want fifteen cents, fifteen cents of what the bank normally gets from Visa or Mastercard or whoever else. Yeah, that that's that's a large. You know, this is, not, this, this, is this, this is thing that this is this is what they do. They don't do anything. They provided the software that you can pay for stuff, hmm. but they there's no investment in the back end. There's this, no investment. Like they don't have the back end worries or computer or all that stuff that Visa has to put in place or the banks have to put in place. But we want a cut. Yeah, like, and this is where look, I, look, I don't mind them having a cut. Okay. Yeah, but not like that. Yeah, exactly. This fifteen cents of eighty three cents, like twenty percent. They just come in and go. Guess what? We're that friggin' good. We're gonna demand twenty percent of that little fee. Look, they got a, so much money. This is just greed. For the sake of being greedy. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon it is too. Look, You're right. Why you not take, take a, fee, a fair, fair fee for a fair service? Well, yeah, like, why not take one cent? Could you, how many hundred dollars, mm. how many hundreds of dollars transactions thousands and thousands. would go through every day across Australia, the, or across Australia? It'd yeah. be, you know, uh, how Everything. much would they make? A, a they, just say, they just say, look, We'll take one, one cent or 1% effectively. We'll take 1% of every transaction, whether it be FPOS, debit card, MasterCard, or Visa. Mm. Get it across the line, right? So 1%. Mm. And look, that's a tr- you know, trillion dollars a week, or whatever it is that they turn yeah. over. How much money do you want? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And look, I think you've got Apple out there... <laughs> What was that I heard today? Maybe they need all that money to pay their tax bills. <laughs> but I heard today, uh, so under Steve Jobs, they had, you know, say, I don't know, 10 products, but now they've got about 25. You know, yeah, he wanted to keep it simple. Yeah. And, they, they're, and they're, they're doing exactly what they did when Steve Jobs left the first time mm. and they nearly went broke that they had to bring him back. Well, 
newsflash, you can't bring him back this time because he's dead. Mm. He's finished. So, but it's just greed. It is just it's just unadulterated greed, and I think, I think that's wrong. Tim Cook, if you see the thing is, if if someone if you say Tim Cook's doing a shit job. Everyone will go, no, you'll poo-poo you because, oh, look at the share price and look at how much mm. money they got in the bank, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, but does, that doesn't mean he's doing a good job. Mm. It means they're selling a lot, but it doesn't mean he's running a proper, mm. running it in a way that it should be run with Steve Jobs' legacy in mind. But in a way, it's good to see that the Australian banks are, are standing up to this BS yeah. and saying, listen, you guys can go and jump off a cliff because... We're going to go with Android, who's not going to charge us anything, I think. Uh, let me have a look at this. Oh, that Google, very little. Google and Android pay, on the other hand, is understood not to demand a cut of the interchange well, get money fee. From but you know what? But yeah, but, but they, you know what's going to happen. They're not the money a cut, so the banks will go, you know what? You've been so good about it. How about we give you X? And oh. I'll go, yeah, fine, no worries. Well, I don't know about give you X. Maybe they will, but... They'll get money out of it, believe me. Yeah, but this is—they're but going to get money out of it just because you know more. All people are going to go. Oh, more okay. people are going to buy their phones. That's right. I'll buy. I can, I can do me banking with an Android phone. Well, okay, cool. I'll do that. And I yeah. think that's Apple. They're not just you're missing the they, point. They are. You're they're not providing us. The they're not trying to provide the service. They're just to trying to make the buy money. More of their products. What they're, 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 it's very, very short-term mm. thinking. Yeah. So I'm down on them. Have yeah, been for, for that. A while. For that, I am too. I don't like the greed. Mm. You know, we do, you know, the apps and all that sort of stuff on the app store. Yeah. They take 30% of everything that's sold. Even to me, that's a bit steep. 30%. Yeah. <laughs> it's should... provide the platform, and I understand that that takes a lot of money. I understand that. Hmm. But you'd think you'd have maybe a graduating scale. Like, the more you sold, the less you'd pay us. Yes. Like, if your Apple's really popular, hmm. then, you know, it'd be like a, a scale of fees. Yeah. Oh, look... 30% on the App Store, look, I could probably get over that because it's uh, uh, they created it. They were sort of the inventors. They were the initiate. They, it's theirs. But to come into an existing market and just say, we yeah. want 15... And try and try and reinvent it, and then 20, suddenly they'll be, in five years, they'll be telling everybody, oh, the, we mm. invented that market. No, like, no, the, didn't. like the music, I think, you know, they're probably taking 30% of the music so they as are. well. Yeah. Yeah. That's not right. Because, you know, they're just yeah. providing... What about the artists? They get nothing. Yeah, and so, you know... Look, times are cha- times and the tide is changing for this company. And it won't be long before I think you'll be right. People will vote with their feet. That's right. And they'll be going, you know what? What the hell are we doing? Well, what? once again, I went into... Uh, went past an Apple store close by here about probably a week ago. And the place was full. And I had to... What did I need to get? I had to get something. can't remember what it was now. Um... That's right, I was buying a gift for my youngest. Yes. So, went in there, and the place was full, you know, Christmas shopping and everything, right? Yeah. There was diddly squat around the iPad Pro. <laughs> diddly what? squat amount of people. They're all around the normal size iPads. They're around the Macs, because everyone loves the Macs, right? Yeah. And, and rightly so, because they're a beautiful product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, iPads. Uh, iPhones, uh, even their iPod touches, everyone was gathering around those. No one near a watch mm. or an iPad Pro. There was two products that he has released since Steve Jobs has died and no one wants to buy them. Diddly around the iPad Pro and squat around the watch. That's right. <laughs> Diddly and squat, they're related. <laughs> yes. Now look. So I have a theory. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. I was going to ask a question about how Google are going to pay for it, but we kind of covered that anyway. I have a theory. I don't think... Two, two points I want to make. 
um, poor Garth has had to wait nearly the whole show before we started bagging <laughs> Apple like we like we do every week. Like oh no, he's going to have to listen for the whole po- podcast now. <laughs> and um, the other thing is, is I don't think we you guys have actually turned on Apple per se. I think that it's more of a Steve Jobs versus um, Tim Cook. You guys? Tim Cook. Cook's kind of thing. Oh, even, no, I well, mean, I don't like. I don't like his. You're, you, you could be right. Steve Jobs wasn't perfect, and some would say he was an absolute pain in the ass bastard. Mm. And you know, and then Tim Cook's the nice, the nice version of Steve Jobs. But I just don't like what they've done with the product since he's arrived. There's no vision. Well, look, you like, make a watch that looks like a digital watch I had in the eighties. Why would I want to buy anything like that? And and they say yeah, it's a digital watch. They won't even let you change the face. You That's know, right. I'd, oh no, they can change the face. But there's something that that you're restricted to whatever they brought out. Yeah, whatever they give you. So look, because you, you bought this version, you can only have these faces. And the more you pay, the more options you get. Obviously, yeah. You, like but you can't, can't make it a, like a car. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, look, look, I don't know. Look, even my Who iPhone. Who would pay twenty four thousand dollars seriously for an Apple Watch? Twenty four thousand dollars, and that's their most expensive one. And remember, we did about a year ago. We did the the maths on this. It's out of how much gold was in it. Yes, because it was solid gold and all. This. It wasn't even solid gold. It was all gold and all this sort of stuff. And we worked out. Well, I worked out that at the price of gold, that watch shouldn't be worth more than probably two thousand dollars. Hmm. But they'll sell it for twenty four thousand dollars. For $24,000, I can go down to the Rolex shop now and for under $24,000, I can get a Rolex that's encrusted with diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Why would I spend $24,000 on an Apple Watch that I have to take off when I jump in the shower? Because people are in, they're, they're, they're bloody trapped in the reality distortion field. <laughs> Sorry, Garth. I love my Apple products. I've got them here, and I'll point my camera towards them if you like. But a crap product is a crap product, regardless of who makes mm. it. But look, I still, I do still like the iPhone, even though mine freezes a little bit, which I'm concerned about. Have you updated it? Yeah. 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 Mine was starting yeah. to freeze because I've got two. Mm. One was fine, never froze, and the other one was starting to. You press it, and it takes a while for the apps to pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Slowing down a little bit. Or the camera, you push the camera, and it. It'll just it opens up in like a freeze, yeah, and then it'll, yeah, then, and then, it'll then it opens up, yeah, it's got a bit of a pause, yeah. And you but think, yeah, oh. I don't know what I did. I updated it, and then I did that that old trick. You put it in airplane mode for two or three minutes, and you switch it back on, right? And that seemed to have fixed it. Well, mine's in airplane mode every night when I go to bed. Well, maybe so, that's your problem. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten to switch it on. Oh, that's what it is. All right. Anyway, let's move on from that because we're uh, well. We've ran out of time, but we got, we'll just keep going until we're finished. That's Christmas. Uh, Shane, you got anything else? I know you've got one more. Yep. Uh, and I'm, I've got a question for Eric, but I'll do this story first because it's kind of related. Uh, why Pandora shares are going crazy? Music listening service Pandora saw a dramatic dip and then a dramatic 22% spike in after-hours trading Wednesday as investors learned of the royalty rate decision. Investors had been waiting all year for the Copyright Royalty Board's decision, which determines how much Pandora and other digital radio services, including iHeartRadio, will pay but will be paying artists for the next five years. They settled on 17 cents per 100 song plays, 
uh, for non-subscribers, and uh, which is up from 14 cents for every 100 songs. And the rate is 22 cents for every 100 songs played by subscribers. It doesn't actually say what that used to be. Uh, while this is more expensive for the unprofitable company, which is related to my question, uh, Pandora investors were uh, bracing for a worst-case worst scenario, which is why the shares are tra trading up on the news. Some of the music industry had been uh, expecting a 25 cents for every 100 song uh, sort of amount. Unlike Spotify and Apple Music, which negotiate with record labels directly, Pandora is subject to a flat fee across the board because it is considered a radio service. The new rates will go into effect on January the 1st. My question is, is why or how long can a company like this, and there are others, I mean, I mean Google did it you know, for X amount of years when it first started, how can a company kind of survive not being profitable? And why Invest do they do that? Investors. They kept getting invest funded by outside investors. It's the only way. And I suppose, like, if you... Would it be, would you say, you could liken it to, say, Uber, where they, they probably weren't profitable to start with, but now they're just gradually, gradually... Most tech startups never are. They can, they can run at a loss for three, five, ten years, mm. as long as their investors believe in them mm. and um, they know that there's a, a lot of fat that they can cut out down the track because they're getting um, a certain amount of traction with their products, mm. um, you can run at a loss. Well, we have to with Apple oh, Well, I would, I would, to me, running at a loss is I just couldn't do it for two or three years before I started getting worried. You can't yeah. keep going back to your investors cap in hand saying, oh, can you give us another billion? Mm. You know, because I, as an investor, I'd say, "Well, what did you do with the last billion? <laughs> Wages? Yeah, headcount, <laughs> drawings." <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, look, and look, just going to that Apple Music, that's just another another failure under Tim again. Cook. Yes, Apple Music, massive failure. Beats. Yeah. No one listens to Beats. No one gives. You know, no one cares. No about one gives a beat about Beats. But exactly. I do. I do want to thank uh, Steve, who listens to us. Uh, from overseas, he sent me an email about a couple of things on Apple Music. And yes, look, I have persisted actually with it. And I have created my own playlist. But don't you think uh, it's so hard to get around? The it is very on hard. It is rubbish. Yes, it is very hard to get around. But you, I get around now just by searching for what I want. Uh, then maybe, And then just like searching for albums. Like I'll even search for like various artists you know, like uh, I'll Google what a various artist album was called, from, I don't know, say from 87 or something, and then I'll t type the name of that album into iTunes and it'll pop up and then I can create, drag some of those songs from my playlist. But it is very cumbersome and very... So it's badly written. Unintuitive. Disaster. Yeah, it's disaster, another, disaster, It is a complete disaster. disaster, that thing. And I'll tell you another thing that is very off-putting with it is that there's, uh, when you start to play a song, in a playlist it's all right, but when you're, say, you go, okay, you search, play that song. You sit yep. there for about five seconds waiting for it to start. Oh, you know, really? Hmm, it'll start soon. And then you go, okay, let's try another song after that. So you search for another song, another five-second wait. Oh, you know, the yeah. other thing is, too, if, you don't, if you're not a paid subscriber and you just want to, you know, when you think, okay, I want to listen to 90s music or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. And you go on the thing and, think, and you, it just comes up with this, you know, the little stationary thing that says 90s and you just press play and a random song will come up, right? 
if you don't like it, you skip it. You think another, you skip it and see what if the next random song yeah. is okay. You're allowed a maximum of six skips before it stops you from skipping, and it'll, you just have to listen to what the hell they that they they serve up. But this is this is not Apple though. This is Pandora, isn't it? No, this is Apple. I don't think you could listen. And Pandora as well. Pandora, Pandora does it as well. I don't yeah. think you could do Apple for free. I no, you can, but yeah. you only get six skips. Right, but you and you can't. Can you put into playlists for free? Not sure, because I haven't tried it. I see. Mm. I won't persevere with it. I think it's absolute rubbish. Well, the only reason I have persevered, and uh, and honestly, the only the only reason is because when I uh, went my phone with Telstra, I got two years of it for free. Yeah. So well, that's the only. You wouldn't have paid for it otherwise. What does that tell you? Yeah. Well, when the two years is up. Well, at See least you later. well, at least I've got my playlist. I'll just copy it into Spotify. It'll probably take me half a day, but I'll just do search for the same songs in Spotify and make my own list. But yeah, uh, And all the other reason is because I thought, well, while I've got Apple Music for free, it's probably a higher quality anyway than free Spotify, so why not? Yeah, but anyway, but I hate it. I got an email from Presto today saying, Presto. haven't seen you for a while. In order to uh, you know get you interested again, have another free month. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so all right. I'll be doing that. Yeah, but do you watch it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't when I don't watch when it's free I watch it. Yeah, I don't watch T V. I don't get time. I I just don't. I I just gotta make time. Make time. There's a couple of shows I do want to watch. I hear that show is it Robot? That's pretty good. I oh yeah, that. that's good, yeah. yeah. I haven't I haven't seen that one. Yeah, apparently it was a bit uh tech related in the tech genre or something. So Yeah um not to give you the whole story away, it's about a guy who is works for a security company. Um, he's a white hat hacker. He stumbles across another company doing some dodgy stuff, and yeah. You know, long story short, he obviously helps him out, and yeah, you know, that other company get in trouble. But there's a, mm. a an under an underlying story about his relationship with his dad, and yeah, it's only okay. it's only been one season so far. I don't think they've brought out the second season yet. Oh right. Anyway, uh, this is a, a story for the tax office people. Tax office is going to spend $189 million banishing the paper group certificate. Wow. Yeah. It's going to cost $190 million just sure. to get rid of a, a paper certificate. So, it's, But anyway, I'll tell you what it's it all about. It costs them a million bucks to go to the toilet. <laughs> the single touch payroll to hit employers in 2018. The effort aims to give employers the ability to automatically exchange payroll information and superannuation payments within the tax system. Uh, with the tax main, with their tax man via their own accounting software, so uh, so you can't order, but you can't do this at the moment because I know when I because I look after the uh, my brother's shop, his business, and at the end of the year, I send the group the, certificates the to summaries, the a- yeah, to the ATO automatically. Well, maybe what they're saying is every time you pay someone, you have the option of sending that to the tax or. I don't understand. What's the point of it? Because they can't do anything with it until the year end anyway. But but what I, I thought what they were saying, though, I, the gist that I got out of it was instead of you getting a piece of paper, you say, okay, my accountant or whoever your accountant might be, right? I think that you can do this now with bank account interest, can't you? You, you punch yeah. up the, the tax file number and bank account interest pops up. And so you yeah. punch up the tax oh, file. So if you log in, an accountant can log into the portal yes. and go, right, here's – but you can do that now. But can you get the half my clients don't give me their groups to because it's, it's their employers there. lodge it yes or I it's just say I do it on their behalf for the small businesses where I lodge their summaries at the end of each year yes and then if I log into the portal then and look up the reports 
it's there. So what they and do? No, is no, no, I don't need group certificate. I just download it and go yeah, straight right. into so my already, software. That, yeah, because I know I send it to the ATO automatically, electronically, in an in an M M dupe file or whatever the hell they are. Yeah, so so it's already happening. So what's all this business about? I don't know. It's just I don't know. It's the spending inf- money that they don't have. Yeah. So the information will then be pre-populated into individuals' electronic tax returns. So maybe they just want everyone to move over to this electronic system. I um, thought everyone was already on it because if you're on a if you're a and let's face it, ninety percent of all people are employees, right? For the mm-hmm. most part, that's probably a high figure. I don't know, but a lot. Yeah. The majority. Yeah. Would be employees, and all employers have to send digital transmissions in, small, yeah. medium, large, to the tax office. Mm. And I've got I download all that information from people who work for banks, construction companies, you know, big conglomerates to the little guy down the road. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what they're doing. It's like their duplication. Well, to ease the transition that's already happened, as far as we can tell. Oh, newsflash, we've been doing it for five years. The ATO is offering small businesses a $100 tax offset to pay for standard business reporting enabled software. Well, that's going to get you bubkus if you go and knock on my store. That's nothing. Yeah, the crusade against paper will also catch the tax well number declarations handed out to employees. Well, I guess they're still getting done. So what what does that mean, though? What, you you punch a, a, a... Tax deck online. Well, you know how you the, 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 the now you have to fill in that little the manual form. Yeah, so it's just going to be online. Someone starts, you know, the the tax file number declare. You know, when you start a job. Yeah. And it gets posted in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now the employee might start with start on one day, and it's all on a system, and you just press enter, and it goes directly to the tax mm. office. Okay, that? that makes sense. But you know what they don't realise? The tax office they're going to spend one hundred and eighty million dollars to put. $180 million worth of people out of work mm. because that's going to cost them another $180 million in redundancies because suddenly they don't need all these people, do they? But I suppose that the, I suppose instead of long that $180 term, yeah, long term, that's right. Long term, much that, better. That's what you've got to think about, the forward the forward estimate terms. Or Going forward. <laughs> now, next, have you got any more stories, Eric? Before I, I do finish off, yeah, Vodafone, yeah, what are they doing? Turns Vodafone around. Oh, good, good. Three years ago, Vodafone Hutchison Australia was dubbed Vodafone and was seen as a national punchline with its network and customer service targeted by furious mobile users and comedic videos. But under the leadership of Bill Morrow and his replacement Enaki Barota, the company started turning its fortunes around by spending billions of dollars on network investment and increasing the number of Australian call centre staff. Oh, Australian oh, oh, call no, centre no. staff. Very T- good. Turn it up. Now, fresh data released by the telecommunications industry ombudsman showed that Vodafone Australia has gone from being the nation's most hated phone company to, some with, to, with some, to one with some of the lowest complaint levels per capita. Oh, they've turned it oh, around. Turn it up. Yeah. This is a vital point for a company looking to win back customers from Telstra and Singtel-Optus. Well, there you go. Good for them. Yeah, good on them. Well, Well, I I know one thing. When I go to Europe at the end of 2016, I will be on Vodafone because their roaming fee is $5 a day. That's right. That's right. You hope that stays. Uh, Bloody better. (laughs) 
No, my luck, I'll join them up and they go, oh, I just chopped it out, mate. Sorry, <laughs> can't help you. And uh, what's this I hear? You, you, you've got a, this, this must be your last story, the Apple Secret Laboratory. Yeah, Secret Lab. I, I just thought I'd put this in there for a bit of a laugh, actually, because they make it sound like he's Dr. Evil from the, the, you know, the Mike Myers. <laughs> you guys have been pretty much making him sound like that as well. But <laughs> it's always, you know, every time they talk about Apple, it's always this, oh, it's discreet and it's a secret and they're up to something, you know. And uh, yes. so according to this story, Apple has a secret lab where it's developing thinner and brighter iPhone displays. Didn't we cover this a couple of weeks ago? Oh, I don't remember. Actually, I'll call it now. I discovered this two weeks ago. Not some dodgy journo. <laughs> They listen to you, Eric. Oh, of course they do. Apple they do. has opened up a new and secretive research. That's why everyone knows about it, because it's new and secretive, that's right. and that's why they're writing about it. Yes, yes. Apple has opened up a new and secretive research lab in Taiwan, so they even know where it is. That's how secret it is, <laughs> to help with its never-ending quest to create even thinner devices. Remember we were slagging them off, and how thin do you want to be? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Sweet, yeah. Crazy stuff. Well, uh, They probably found it on Google Street View or something. One, one more, one more Apple story, and, and maybe one of the last ones for this week. We've got to, we've got to send Garth to bed in a good mood, so make it a real slaggy off one. Next bite is go. Is this <laughs> <laughs> next bite? You would have heard the Apple reseller store. They are no more. The next bite will cease to exist from next March. When because parent- who would who wants to buy from Next Bite? That's right. Who wants to go to Next Bite when there's an Apple store just down the road? Yeah, that's right. Without a hipster, uh, you know, with the earring through his nose and his nipples. <laughs> they do wear shirts these days, don't they? Down there at JB. Oh, when they when they feel like it down at JB. Yeah. Now look, that's a little picture there. I thought I'd grab a picture out of where the Apple stores are located, and I, I guess you could say there's not that many. Couldn't Xbyte operate somewhere else? But I suppose not. There wouldn't be the population in other areas. But not so long ago. Um, 2008, they had the, f- the first launch of the iPhone here, the iPhone 3G. In 2000, was the iPhone 3, which is only a 2G version. Hmm. So in 2008, Australia got the, f- the second version of the iPhone. Yes. And at that point, and that was only seven years ago, there wasn't one Apple store in Australia in 2008. Hmm. And there's about 16. Yeah, 18, I think. Yeah, right, right. So that's quite a... And since then, next bite have obviously gone from worse to worse. They bit off more than they could chew. Yeah, they bite off more than they can <laughs> next. <laughs> next. Next. Yeah, look, next bite was always, you know, you always used to, if you're an Apple person, you always used to love the next bite because that's the only place you could... You could, you could, only place you could go. You could walk into and feel the love. You know where the funny thing is? There isn't an Apple store in Singapore. Yeah, Not right. one. They've got these premium resellers. Yeah. But... No Apple stores in Hong Kong. They're everywhere. That's because they're everywhere. That's because Apple stuff spit on the street. And no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not allowed to do that in Singapore. No, no that's true. You're not. There's, there's no you Apple a, store. You get arrested. There's a big sign at the airport. No spitting. No spitting. No chewing gum. You get arrested for this. Right. No spitting. No chewing gum. Men cannot have their hair touching their collar. Really? Yep. Wow. Um, so no long hair. Yeah. Um, there's a few other things there. They're pretty strict. Mm. But I tell you what, it's a clean country. 
Yeah. No grommets, no bogans. That's what I said at the at the start of the show. Reset. That's right. Reset. Need a reset. Yep. And um, and everyone's polite. No drunken idiots. Yeah, nice. It's good. great. It's yeah, just very peaceful. It's a very safe place to live. You can go to any nightclub and you will not get a glass in your face. So can you buy chewing gum or that's it's just not... No, you can, it's not even for sale. Yeah, right. Right. Wow. That's a, um, that is unbelievable, isn't it's it? No chewing gum because, you know, have you, when's the last time you saw an attractive chick chewing gum? <laughs> Julia chewed gum. Yeah, she chewed a few other things too. Now, <laughs> look, to end off this like week... Like her food, for example. To end off this week and this year, because uh, we will be taking a couple of weeks off being uh, Christmas... When we do the show Thursdays, Christmas is next... Th- Christmas Eve next Thursday, then the following Thursday is New Year's Eve. And I'm sure everyone's got better things to do than listen to us on no. those particular days and nights. So, uh, look, if there's anything... If we can muster up the everyone, the... the the herd in between we might be able to push something out but uh other than that we'll see you uh early in january i'll tell you what day it'll be it'll be to do a show too it'll be the 7th of january there you go yeah so as we know star wars is out everyone's feeling the force the force awakens so you must see star wars must see specter specter was good uh i think it had a couple of bad reviews the old specter but, I don't care what the reviewers say. No, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was give a rats. It was it was you know it was a good Bond film. I like Daniel Craig. I just like Bond. It's just great. Yeah, I love Bond. Star Wars. Uh, yeah, look, I've never been a really big big fan of Star Wars. Uh, I did. What like, if Doctor Who made an appearance? Oh, I'm in there. In there, you're, like Flynn. you're there. Yeah, but uh, but you know this one does look. It's it's the hype. It's got it's got the hype. It's it's intrigued me. I'll probably go and watch it. Uh, I've seen all the Star Wars. Like I don't mind them. Like they, they're pretty good. But I'm, I don't get involved in all the hype. I went to the when I went and saw Spectre. It was only last night I went and saw it uh, at the Rabina Cinemas down here. There was they they had two little uh, stormtroopers as the DJs. Just all oh, right, okay. doing a groove. You know, getting into I don't the mind a stormtrooper suit actually. No, they're pretty good. They're pretty mm. good. They'd be good to good to have. Yeah, yeah. Go. wouldn't mind a Darth Vader outfit either. Hmm. I think that suits me better. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the um, he's got the irrits with the Lucas mob. I don't think Lucas. Story, right? I don't think Lucas gives a damn. <laughs> Apparently, the guy who played Darth Vader is like about seven foot tall or something, a pommy guy, I think. Um, yeah. I had a falling out over something, and he's not invited to any of the Star Wars stuff. If he tries to rock up, they kick him out. And yeah, right. Oh well. Yeah. Well, I heard just tonight. I think was that George Lucas sold start the Star Wars franchise at Disney like for four billion. Yeah, sold a fair bit. Mental. He still has a fair bit to do with them because he mm. didn't sell his um, what you call it, the Lucas the Luke Luke, Productions uh, Skywalker or... Ranch. Oh right, which is where he makes all the you know, his production facilities. Oh okay, so right. I Lucas think Films. Still, he's still out because he outsources that to a lot of companies, not just Disney. Mm. Yeah, right. They make a lot of films there at mm. Skywalker Ranch or Lucasfilm or whatever it's called. Um, and before that, he had Industrial Light and Magic, which I don't know if you've mm. heard of that. It's well, it was out a long time ago. I think that's what Steve Jobs bought off him to oh. make Pixar. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's where, um, I don't know if all of them went there, but at least one or two of the Mythbusters come from out of that mob as well. Yeah. Mm. And um, what's his name? Adam Alex Lindsay. From yeah. the twit, yeah, yeah. 
he used to work at um, at Lucas. Yeah, right. Yeah, he did Star mm. Wars stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he worked on the first three Star Wars. That's right. Another mm. reason why they probably tanked. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I read a story today about you know, 10 reasons why the first three tanked. And the thing was like. I didn't like, mind the first three. Yeah, you know, I, I, reading mean, the, the, this article, I could understand why. There were things like the dialogue, how it was all soppy between. Do you mean um, the first three? Anakin and the, the, fir- mm. the first three episodes or the first three made? Made. The first, no, the so first the three episodes. One, two, and three. The prequels. Yeah, so the Darth Vader kind of backstory, how yeah. he kind of... Oh, right, so not be. the ones they made in 78. No, 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 it was 1, 2, and 3, the, the, yeah, the prequels. Mm. The, yeah. yeah, so the ones that have come out more recently. Yeah, yeah yes. they, they, they the, did tank, you're right. The first three made, which were 4, 5, and 6, yeah. actually did very well. Yeah, mm. yeah, but 1, 2, and 3... I didn't like was, it, yeah, it was 5. Yeah, um... And other things like apparently there was a scene where everybody, bar one person, had a, a lightsaber, and mm. like I said, the mushy kind of dialogue between Anakin and what's a face, and um, late what's a face, can't remember. Was it Natalie um, Portman? That's it. Yeah, yeah, mm. she's nice. A lot of time for her. She's Jewish too, so be careful. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, she is. Right. She um she I saw a video of her doing a um commencement speech at Harvard. She actually graduated from Harvard. Um, is it she went back jail? one of them, one of them, yeah. 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 She was doing a um, same sort of degree as that chick out of Big Bang Theory, the uh-huh. one that plays Amy. Oh, she's a neurophysicist or something. Yeah, neurobiology let, brain surgeon. Let me look it up. She Maybe. actually did a double degree, that and um, uh, another literary kind of what, journalism or literary or something. Um, but on a while you're doing that on a different topic, have you guys had a look at the NBN rollout map today at all? No? Why? Updated, has it? Well, mine's sort of changed from construction, gone from it's coming to your area to construction to starter, which has been the case for a while. But when I actually, I can't go to the map. When it kind of comes up there and it has that little kind of small bit where you click on it and then the map usually comes up, that doesn't happen. And there's no kind of overlay. There's no purple bits, no grey bits, well, no I looked green at, bits. I looked up, I searched for my place today as, as uh, coincidences would have it. And uh, I'm nowhere. Here you go. Here's a bit of history no, on her. Her she graduated from Harvard University and the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, which I didn't know. Her original name was Netta Lee, a Hebrew name, and she was born in Jerusalem in 1981. And her father, Avner Herschlag, was a Herschlag. gynecologist. A gynecologist. Yeah. All over looking for you. No experience. No experience needed. Same as um, Gene Simmons uh, in Israel. What, he's a Gene, gynecologist? Gene, Gene Simmons is Jewish, yeah. Yeah. Is he a gynecologist? No. <laughs> or is he? I don't know, is he? I reckon he's had a look at a few. <laughs> Are we still live? Sorry, viewers. <laughs> they all might have been a bit rough. You have to cut that out. Sorry. <laughs> Did you think? <laughs> a bit rough. He's got the... For it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. That's worse than anything I've ever said in the last Sorry. five years. I'll cut that out. All right. We better get out of here. At least I know where the line is now. <laughs> I think you will and truly crossed over it. All right. Well, guys, um, uh, where's Will and uh, Warlock? They're just living life. Will with the where's baby. Where's Willie? 
and uh, Warlock uh, doing tripping around Australia for work or something, up and down doing training. But uh, yeah, so I just want to wish every one of our listeners a Merry Christmas and a very happy and prosperous New Year. We'll see you guys next year. And uh, Merry Christmas and prosperous New Year to you too, Shane and Eric. We um, Thank you, sir. You too as well. Thank yeah, you. You guys as well. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys next year, Shane, if you're not um, employed by then. If I, haven't, um, if I haven't got a job by, say, February, I know we're both blokes, Glenn, but as a Valentine's gift, a, a job would be great. I could be an official employee of Aussie Tech Heads. Well, you could. For no pay. <laughs> <laughs> Work it out. Yeah. All right. Well, we better get out of here. So, uh, yeah. So, all right, guys. So, if we can get together over the break, we can. We, we shall. But if not, well, we'll be back hopefully around about the 7th of January. Don't forget the AussieTechRadio.com and also whatever else there is. YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. Uh, the AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash paper. And uh, what else to keep you going? That's about it, isn't it? Yeah, there's still the Facebook and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, the, look, the radio, I'm not going to sure what's going to happen with the radio over the break because of the... The, all the shows are probably going to, uh, you know, start to, to be minimal over the, the Christmas break. But we'll look for the current ones, and I might just even throw a couple of old random ones in there or something uh, just to keep the keep the excitement going, eh? That's AussieTechRadio.com. All right. So until next time, uh, Merry Christmas once again, and Happy New Year. We'll see you guys next year. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.